Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, March 30th, 2020. Uh, we are closing out the month with a bang um, with this conversation around men, emotions, and mental health. I'm super excited today. I know I mentioned earlier uh, during the, the month that I was hoping to have uh, one of my mentors hop on, and the mentor that I wanted is the one that we got. So I'm super excited about today's conversation. Um, uh, the Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Fibersoul.com. Fibersoul is a one-stop shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life-giving scripture. With Fibersoul, you've got apparel that can always speak life. Make sure you go check them out, Fibersoul.com. Right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code TAYLOR15 at Fibersoul.com. Guys, so I don't want to belabor uh, too long today. I just want to let you all know we've got such an amazing special guest. So I could tell you about him formally or informally. Formally, the most I will give you is that this gentleman's name is Sean Dove. He is the, um, ex I want to say the, the CEO and the, yes, uh, so chief executive officer of Campaign for Black Male Achievement. He is the founder of Proud Papa, and he is a, in my eyes, a Gideon um, when it comes to just his anointing and his gifting to be able to connect people to really close the gap when it comes to generations and people. Uh, but beyond that and outside of his work, he is a father, he is a husband. He is, uh, I call him a big brother, but he's more like a father figure to me as well. Such an amazing man and mentor. Mr. Sean Dove is joining us today. Sean, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Uh, Richard, thank you for inviting me. And uh, this is a joy. And I just gotta say, I'm so proud of you, brother. You, uh, for all that you have uh, done, as I was thinking about uh, joining you today, I remember vividly our first meeting. Yeah, uh, it was at a Children's Defense Fund conference in Cincinnati. <laughs> in the convention oh, center. Blur what year it was. Twenty twelve. I remember. Wow, it was twenty twelve. Yes, sir. And I vividly remember uh, stepping out of. I just got finished speaking on a panel. Uh, on fatherhood, mm -hmm. bumped into you uh, in the hallway, and I believe you know light attracts uh, light. Absolutely, and, uh, that was a divine connection, and uh, from that moment uh, we uh, have been connected. Uh, from that moment, we have watched each other grow. Yes, sir. Uh, from that moment, uh, we have shared uh, peaks and and and, and valleys and. Uh, one thing I do remember, uh, well, I remember a lot, but uh, watching your evolution and you used to do this thing called um, Get Over the Hump, wasn't yes, it? Yes, sir. Uh, the, the Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> the motivation, yes, sir. One of the things that sticks in my mind is you showing a video of giving a motivational speech to an empty audience. Mm. And you were speaking life uh, into your dreams. And uh, shortly after that, uh, you are giving talks uh, to uh, standing room only. Yes, sir. And, uh, you have a uh, multimedia platform. And I know that you're here to interview me, but uh, I just want to say how proud I am of you. And I keep telling you, uh, when I look at all that you have done, the books, the podcast, your gift for healing and liberating, uh, multimedia, uh, I, I, I just like, when I see you, I like, I see uh, Tyler Perry. Oh, uh, man. I see Tyler Perry, man. So uh, <laughs> uh, keep pressing, you know. Appreciate that, brother. You may not look at your book, your bank account and see Tyler hey, you Perry. Know, that's the problem, like from your mouth uh, to God's ear. 
but I want to tell you, you are blessing folks and you are healing folks uh, in a same, you know, and similar way. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely, Sean. Thank you so much, man. Um, and I really appreciate that. Um, the healing piece has been so needed. Um, and, and it's funny that we're having this conversation around, you know, the the emotions of men, mental health. So you've been married uh, for quite some time to your lovely wife, Desiree. You're the father of four children um, and, and two girls and two twin boys, right? And so um, you've been able to really uh, experience a slew of emotions from five other people in your presence a lot. And But beyond that, though, you, you carry such a fathering spirit for so many with the work that you do with CBMA. Um, and it's not just in the States, I, it's global. Like you are impacting and reaching people, you know, far and near and I, I love it. And so I don't wanna, I don't wanna dive into the importance of men showing emotions. I think we've, we've gotten that. I actually wanna, I wanna talk a little deeper with you about how emotional awareness um, with you as a man, with your upbringing, growing up in New York, um, and, and even with the work that you're doing now, being so connected to other men, how has the emotional awareness piece helped you um, not only professionally, but personally as well? Wow, that is a um, profound question. And um, I think you can't or I can't answer that question without uh, talking about how emotional unawareness has uh, impacted uh, my life, right? And you uh, shared that, uh, yes, I am married to my divine mate, Desiree, for 26 years. Uh, this is my second marriage. Uh -huh. um, and, um, you know, I got my first marriage, I was 24. Um, and at the tail end of um, a uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so, the whole process for me uh, and realizing, you know, and I just got to say that I'm a proponent uh, of therapy. Yeah. Right. And being able to identify emotions. Uh, there's a brother, uh, Dr. Sean Genright, who talks about uh, creating healing centered communities and the importance for us to be able to identify uh, our emotions. I think he calls it emotional uh, literacy. Uh, but you know, growing up in uh, New York City, living in every borough except for Staten Island, uh, being raised by an amazing mm. uh, a single mom uh, who immigrated from Jamaica and uh, growing up uh, in the 70s and that being a drug culture and mm. just uh, escaping and, you know, one right turn this way or one left turn yeah, this yeah. way, you know, I might not uh, be here. And I don't want to romanticize, um, you know, anything that I've, I've been through but you know i uh picked up my uh first joint um i think i was 11 years old right mm -hmm. and i think it's also important to uh note that i have you know 31 years of uh of recovery amazing and, yeah uh, you know and spent most of you know my early you know uh, uh first act of my life um numbing and uh succumbing uh to my emotions mm -hmm. and uh, so uh, I think it's really important to first elevate uh, for Sean Dove and for many men uh, growing up in environments where it was not uh, safe uh, to uh, articulate our emotions. Yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't have a um, barometer to identify or even a safe place to, uh, you know, we all 
have experienced the uh, you know the warped gender norms of mm-hmm. uh, men and boys don't cry and, 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 and all of that. And I would say, uh, Richard, that it wasn't until uh, I surrendered in um, you know 1989 to uh, my addiction and went into treatment that I began to in recovery uh, began to first get in touch. Uh, uh, with my emotions. And, and I always say that, uh, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have like a, uh, a drug problem. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a Sean problem. Wow. Right? Wow. Uh, and, and understanding who I was, what was my destiny, what was my calling. And, um, and that's a journey, right? Look, I want to be uh, 58 years old in September and uh, too bad this is only a podcast and your listeners can't see me. So they can't <laughs> you look good, man. Black don't cry. <laughs> right? And, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I had this magic number at 24 uh, that my life would be in order and everything oh, wow. would be yeah. perfect. And it was at 24 that things began to unravel for me. And here I am at, uh, you know, knocking on the door of uh, 58 and feeling like, wow, I am just discovering and learning uh, uh, who Sean Dove is. And, you know, one thing I think is really important, and uh, I just like, just thank you for this platform that you created. Thank you for uh, your vulnerability and your uh, uh, transparency and normalizing um, fear, normalizing uh telling our stories mm-hmm. sharing our shame uh you don't know how many lives you have saved by sharing your story of uh, uh attempted uh a suicide mm-hmm. right and wow. uh i remember um the, the the tail end that last week of uh my uh, uh addiction i had it all planned out i was going to jump on the tracks uh 34th street and penn station and grab the third rail and i was wow. going to uh go out uh wow. uh like that and wow. uh if it wasn't for uh that last week uh being with uh, my late uh dear friend anthony gibbons and watching him with his newborn daughter that god spoke to me mm. through that relationship and said I have plans for you, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not just about you. And just like as you were sharing before we began taping, um, I'm just grateful that how he has used me as a vessel and conduit to bless uh, uh, bless others. Absolutely. What's really important around the emotional literacy and therapy has helped me uh, a lot with this, Richard. And uh, particularly in like the, 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 the last uh, couple of years, in the last year, uh, an epiphany for me is that um, stories that I would tell uh, about growing up and, uh, you know, my Harlem stories, and I would say, you know, I have a PhD from UCLA mm-hmm. University on the corner of Lenox Avenue. And, you know, those who grew up in New York and know mm-hmm. Harlem know, know what that means. But everyone has a UCLA and things that I would romanticize and even tell these uh, stories to my children as a badge of, uh, uh, of, uh, of resiliency and a badge of uh, survivalist uh, wow. uh, culture. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like last year in, in therapy, saying, you know what, Sean? That was trauma. Wow. That was trauma that you experienced. And 
what I really want to convey is that when we talk about, especially with men, we have so much, one, unrecognized trauma, mm -hmm. right, that we just identify with uh, the Black experience and being a Black male and, and growing up, and I'm mm -hmm. glad we are, so your listeners are not going to see this, I got the props here, right? And oh, yeah, post-traumatic you know, slave, yes, sir. Post-traumatic slave syndrome, and that there is uh, generational trauma that we are dealing with that we don't even realize with, right? And so it's one thing to have unrecognized trauma, and it's a whole nother thing to have unreconciled uh, a, a trauma. And so what I have found, particularly as a father and as a husband, uh, the more centered and uh, uh, working on myself, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, working on Sean, that uh, where I am in that journey, the better husband, the better uh, 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 father I am, and it's all about relationships, brother. Yeah. And uh, starting, uh, you know, with uh, my relationship with God and my relationship my, with, uh, with with myself. Absolutely, love it, Sean. Thank you for that. And uh, man, I wanted to actually segue because you you mentioned something when you talked about your plan towards the end of it all and how you were ready to be, um, you know, down there in Penn Station and just kind of exiting out, right? And, and, and bowing out. And I know that moments like that typically come when we as people in general, but definitely we as men, uh, we have our back against the wall and we feel like um, we are at our wits end, right? And so, with that being the case, I think that with what we're currently seeing right now with, you know, COVID-19 and this coronavirus, uh, not only spreading, but causing people's lives to change in a moment's time, right? You talk about the financial stresses that come on. You talk about the stress of the sickness and the disease that can come on. Um, you, you see the death, you see the trauma, and you're no stranger to it being in New York. We've seen the reports coming out. And we talk about the fear that comes from uh, just the fact that we are now looking at trauma. When you look at trauma from a definition standpoint of your control and power in a situation being fully stripped from you and not being able to do anything. And I know that this can be very hard for men as a whole to deal with, right? And so what encouragement with the current world issues would you give to our brothers where they can learn, um, grow and heal through this time. Mm, that's, uh, that's good, brother, that's good. Uh, I think perspective um, is the most powerful thing, right? Because, you know, I was having a conversation with my mother last week, Richard, and uh, what she described, and she just, she's celebrating 80 years uh, mm -hmm. next uh, month, April 16th, and uh, I was planning on being with her for her 80th birthday, and you know, she shut that down, my wife shut that down, she's in, mm -hmm. uh, my, uh, in Florida. And she said, uh, this is a fault line wow. uh, that we are dealing with, right? And so I think one is understanding what we can control and what we can Absolutely. control, right? You know, and in the, in, in, in the serenity prayer, uh, you know, says that, right? You know, uh, uh, you know uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I can change and the courage that I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I mm -hmm. can so I would tell um, everyone listening, and particularly uh, the men, uh, to get clear on, in this moment, 
what you can change and what you can't change. Absolutely. Two, the importance of community, right? I think that our ego, our uh, um, depression, uh, uh, our shadow side wants us to isolate, yeah. right? Uh, our light and our uh, uh, healing, uh, we were born to be in community. Absolutely. And so while we are practicing social distancing, uh, just as we are doing virtually right now on this uh, uh, interview, find ways to get into community. Yes, sir. You don't have one person in your life that you can tell everything. If you don't have one person in your life that you can cry and get vulnerable with, mm -hmm. you have got to find that, right? And, yeah. and uh, you gotta have multiple, like, you know, having a therapist is, is one, but being able to be in a, a, a community. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is to <clears throat> decide during this fault line moment, how do you want to emerge on the other side? Mm -hmm. uh, I have a list of things. <laughs> uh, and some of this is like, you know, uh, I'm a procrastinator. And when uh, the um, re travel restrictions and the lockdown, there's a list of things that I was like, God, I should have called this person before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't right? I should have called this funder before. Now you call it in the mid midst of COVID-19. And we have the power to determine how we move through this. Love it. And one of the things that I shared with uh, uh, my team yesterday, uh, we always open, in our, open our meetings with our leadership reflections. And uh, this is how I'm choosing to uh, move through uh, uh, this, and this is the opportunity. Uh, certainly laughter and the healing oh, yeah. uh, uh, balm of laughter, but also listening, right? This is an opportunity while there's social uh, distancing, but this is an opportunity for uh, a spiritual closeness. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for going within and uh, listening to uh, what has this moment come to teach me, Sean? Right. Where has this moment come to teach us? Also, um, being open, right, and 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 change, and 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 uh, how can I be more open in this scenario? Um, order, yeah, right, and both uh, figuratively and 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 physically. Uh, I am right now sitting in my study, and that is uh, in perpetual. Uh, I need to clean up mode. But this is uh, for brothers. Here's an opportunity for us to get our houses in order. Here's an opportunity for us to get our mindsets uh, mm -hmm, uh, in mm -hmm. order. And uh, just a couple of other things on how I am intentionally uh, and what I'm thinking about as we move through uh, 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 this moment, right? That is, I, I think, an opportunity if we uh, uh, make it one. And I'm not minimizing uh, people are, are, are losing their lives. Uh, yeah. uh, someone that's listening to this that has lost a loved one. And I just want to be clear that I'm not uh, uh, minimizing uh, that. Uh, I think this is also uh, what we are talking about and what you do so uh, um, amazingly is how do we get more vulnerable mm -hmm. and uh, ask for help? You know, that's uh, something, another uh, uh, epiphany uh, recently uh, for me as I have been doing my self-inquiry and my uh, therapy and mm -hmm. my holding up a mirror 
it's hard for me to ask for help, right? Yeah. You know, and particularly like you and I, we're in those helping professions, right? Yeah, we yeah. are the helpers, the helpers. And, healers, and it's hard to do that. So uh, being vulnerable, and I think this is also a moment for us to reorient our visions, our visions for our life, our work, um, what we had planned, right? Yeah, and yeah. stuff getting canceled and shut down and rearranged. And the last thing I will say is how I am moving through this is uh, uh, how can I be more empathetic and elevate my love it, love it, understanding like what my wife is going through and my uh, children going to work and I'm like you know they're they're okay with the mask and mm -hmm. it's just like no and being empathetic and what they are going through and and while they enjoy not having to go to school my my right. my, my twin boys uh, can't <laughs> And then the last thing is our energy. You know, uh, what's the energy I'm emanating? And also uh, the choice of the energy uh, of folks uh, that uh, you want to have around you mm -hmm. and you don't want to have around you. And now in this scenario, you know, you have time. For me, I have time to think about it, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm home, right? What's the energy that I want to uh, emote and who do I want to be with? And I'll close it. I know that was a long ramble, but, um, you know, the irony is, uh, you know, sometimes I would uh, look at my wife, my wife look at me and, you know, we are uh, like, when, when is the empty nesting process going uh, to uh, <laughs> uh, end by just one? We just want to get one out the there house. There you go, right? <laughs> but the flip side blessing is in this moment, thank God everybody's home. Yeah. Thank like, God everybody's all safe, all my right? In the, uh, in the house. So uh, I would say in this fault line moment, uh, how do we as men uh, commit to emerging mm. uh, better on the other side? And that means different things for different folks. Absolutely, Sean. And so thank you for that. You actually said um, when you kicked this off for that answer, you talked about... Um, Definitely us as men, you mentioned the word time several times. And so last night I saw this meme on Instagram and I reshared it on my the IG story. Um, it says thoughts and prayers going out to all the married men who spent months telling their wives, I'll do that when I get time. And I laughed so hard when I saw it and I'm not sure. So one of the things that I've been doing um, over the last few weeks, man, is I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna show my range. I think people don't realize that I'm actually a lot more silly and goofy than I am serious. Um, I'm a low-key comedian at times, and so I've been I've been making a lot of videos lately geared towards husbands speaking a new love language during this time, right? And so, uh, <laughs> but with that being said, though the the premise of what I've been joking about and that that meme that I just shared have had to do with time, and then you talked about it as well, and and you saying that really sparked this idea in me, which is men now is the time. Now is the time for us to, going back to the answer that you gave during the first question, you said you noticed you had a Sean problem. Now is the time for us to deal with the us problem, right? Uh, the, the healing that we need when it comes to, maybe it is marital, maybe there are some, some traumas and some hurt and pain that need to 
that need to be fixed and dealt with and addressed. And now is the time to maybe it's the time to, to go and move forward in healing with our children within ourselves as men, right? I think that one of the things that we typically have in moments like this with the COVID-19 is a trauma response. And the interesting part is that that trauma response doesn't start right now. Like that trauma response is actually an implication of something that you've been doing for years from something else that it's been stemmed to, right? And so I just wanted to throw that out there because we're talking about, you know, everything focuses around time. And it reminds me of the, uh, the Avengers Infinity War movie where Thanos gets the full gauntlet, he's got the last stone, and he, he, he says to, to the, uh, was it Scarlet Witch, he's like, now is no time to mourn. And then he follows up right after that and he says, now is no time at all because he has the time stone and he can actually go back and make whatever changes he needs to make in that moment. This just hit me, so bear with me, Sean. No, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. But, but in it, he literally took the time stone and he was able to reverse time to make every necessary change that he needed to so that he could see his vision come to pass. And, and so I just, I, I, I'm feeling that, you know, for, for our men in this space, now is the time and now really is no time at all because we are forced to sit down and look everything that we've either either ever been too busy to deal with or maybe intentionally try to overlook and just shove away and now is the time Whew. thank you for that um there's so much uh, to respond there uh and so one is it's always been the time right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, been the time. it's always been the time and what's been interesting during this season is that folks have been boomeranging uh back to me um many of my mantras and, and wow. things that i have uh spoken uh, uh one is uh you know what would you do if you were 10 times older Right. Yep. Yep. Must be coming back. Uh, and another one is, um, and you've heard this from me, Richard, is um, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So stop stalling on your calling. Yes, sir. Just jump in. And language is real important, as you know. You know, you are uh, an ultimate communicator, right? Mm -hmm. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> and while we are physically bunkering down. Uh, I don't think that this is the season to emotionally and spiritually bunker, bunker, bunker down. Yes, sir. This is the season to open up, to, 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 to break open in mm -hmm. ways that I think that uh, we may have been afraid to do uh, uh, in the past. That's and, good. Uh, you know, New Jersey, you know, they've been using the terminology Oh, this state is on lockdown. That state is on lockdown. Mm -hmm. This city is on lockdown. And I think the question, right, this is a great time to be asking questions of, uh, uh, of yourself, yes, right? And, uh, and I think one question is, what is this season of lockdown freeing me up Come to on. do? Come on. Love it. Right? What is it freeing me up to do? I was just sitting on my deck uh, uh, this morning. I was journaling. Um, it's allowing me to create order. Uh, it has given me space to uh, uh, finish this manuscript. Come on now. Uh, that's coming soon. Love it. Uh, and uh, I'm partnering with uh, the amazing writer, Nick Childs, uh, on this book. 
I Too Am America, A Decade of Loving and Leading Black Boys in America. Come on, Sean. Just sent me the final uh, manuscript, right? And yes, sir. Uh, so here's a time for all of us to do something that, uh, you know, the future has been waiting for us to do. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so we are going to get on the other side of this. And some of us are going to say, Yes, we have lost folks, right? And again, I don't want to minimize this, right? But some of us are going to be able to look back and say, thank God for the coronavirus, mm. right? And then sadly, some of us are going to say, this was a missed opportunity for me, right? Yeah. And so this moment of uh, uh, intentionality, right? And what I really appreciate, I just saw something online uh, with Black Enterprise and... Um, uh, this woman that started this Black Psychology Online Network, mm -hmm. the work that you're doing, your podcast is a great opportunity for folks to dive into your archives. Uh, yeah, uh, right, really. Art archives. Um, and, you know, I got to go, you know, listening to some of my own archives. And so <laughs> this whole virtual, um, you know, I think at the heart of what CBMA does and, and, and who I am uh, is a community builder and a connector. Yep. And, uh, these virtual Zoom um, uh, calls and people are looking for ways to uh, be connected. And so I will go back to where I started with this is like, don't isolate, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, uh, the, you know the, the devil deals in depression and despair and uh, 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 division, yep. right? Um, and that when we isolate and whether you call it, uh, you know, the devil, the adversary, your shadow, uh, you know, the enemy mm -hmm. um, flourishes when uh, we isolate, right? Yes, because sir. then we start talking to that voice. I think this was you, right? It is a voice that we uh, have adopted from others that tell us that we ain't shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can I, say, can I say that on your podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the book. You already know. Uh, so. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, <laughs> and when we isolate, we lean towards that voice. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. We are, as human beings, as beautiful black men, mm -hmm. as brothers, you and I, infinitely more favored than we are Lord. Yeah. But our life flow is determined on which one of those that we focus on the most. Mm -hmm. It's true. I got flaws, right? I bring my wife in here uh, right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Tell it up. Come on. But it's also true that I'm favorite. Yes, sir. And who I decide to listen to and who I build on, which one of those uh, determines the flow. And when we talk about our emotions um, and understanding and, and being emotionally illiterate because our emotions are really the compass mm -hmm. uh, uh, of our lives and, and, and it dictates uh, how we respond, how we react, what we say, what we don't say. Yeah, yeah. And being in touch. 
And what I would say to, this is work that you cannot do alone. Do alone. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I want to lift up, uh, you know, this is National uh, Women's Month, uh, Sister Terry Williams, right, mm-hmm. who um, has been a mentor to many. And, uh, you know, about 15 years ago, she was vulnerable and she shared in an Essence Magazine article um, her battle with clinical uh, a depression. Oh, wow. Right? And, how, and she wrote a book called Black Pain. It just looks like we're not hurting, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how many uh, push-ups and muscles and how yep. fly we can get uh, until we begin to deal with the inner work. But and one of the things that she said uh, to me and to others is that what you think is your curse could actually be your calling in disguise. Love it, love it. Right? And so when you think about time, this is the time to like, how do we flip what we think, you know, uh, are our flaws or this is the curse for uh, flip it into our favor and flip it into uh, 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 the manifestation of our calling. And we can't do that alone, right? You've heard me tell the story about the breach of baby, the Caleb, the story of Caleb being born mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how Desiree was able to push out three babies. But when it was time for Caleb to be born, right? His uh, twin brother was out, Cameron was out nine minutes, but Caleb was breached. Yeah. And no matter how hard she pushed, he wasn't coming out. And they weren't ready for the C-section. Nine minutes after Cameron was born, Caleb, vital signs began to drop. And the doctor said, "Um, I have to go in and pull him out, Mm -hmm. right? And we all got something like that inside of us that, we're trying to push out by ourselves and we are never, ever going to push out by ourselves. You know, and there's this uh, Gnostic uh, gospel of St. Thomas, right? And I hope I get this right. Uh, my brother Rashid Shabash shared this with me um, back in the early days of the campaign for Black Male Achievement. And it goes, if we get out of us what's within us, it will save us. Mm-hmm. If we do not get out of what's within us, it will destroy us. Wow. And in this season and this time for us to be asking, uh, I think, deeper questions of ourselves, uh, I would encourage brothers uh, to ask the question of what's in me that I've been trying to get out that I can't get out of me? That's good. That's real and good. Whom do I need to go to ask for help mm-hmm. and say, uh, you know, I mean, you, you help pull stuff out of me that you don't even uh, uh, know by me <laughs> watching you, right? By you posting, right? And, and, and uh, you know, I've lost 30 pounds over the last uh, Congratulations, uh, uh, year and a half. And between you and uh, Dr. Phyllis Hubbard, right? Yeah. So when I see you post the before and after pictures, right? And you are vulnerable enough to show the shame side and the oh, shadow yeah. yes, side. Sir. Yeah. Like, look, Richard can do it. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I, I, can do it. I'm not going to be as buff as you are and all of that, but, uh, I'm just trying to live life. a long life, brother. I don't care about the size and the look. <laughs> and I always, and I also want to lift up. This is a time for also, and I talked about calling to, uh, know that, calling 
no comparison comparisons is uh, uh comp comparison is a calling killer mm -hmm. right and i started this uh conversation off and i said you know uh, i i see the tyler perry anointing on you right and i want to skip you got the richard taylor uh love it uh, uh anointing right love because it. uh there was a time even with my speaking right i got two amazing mentors that are phenomenal speakers uh um, you know reverend alfonso wyatt mm -hmm. Reverend uh, wyatt yes sir <laughs> and, and 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 jeff canada right and mm -hmm. uh I would always be like, oh, I got to speak like Alfonso. Oh, I got to speak like Jeff. And it took me years to like, no, you got to speak like Sean, right? You, you can borrow a little bit of this, you can borrow a little bit of that. But if you get into comparisons, you know, there's only one of us, one finger, you know, it's a cliche, one fingerprint. And so I do think that during uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh it's an opportunity for us to uh get closer to uh god get closer to ourselves uh get closer to what our true calling is mm -hmm. how do we want to be productive right and, and like yeah. i said the, the fault line right yeah. how was i productive before this and how was i productive uh after this and uh relationships yeah you know uh the relationships like we up in the house, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we are, you know, in the dove nest, spending more time together than we have uh, in a while because mm -hmm. everybody's living their yep, lives, yep, yep. traveling and working and doing that. And so that relationship piece, right? Uh, and I, you know, I, and at the end of the day, it's love, right? There, it there, is. There's uh, a virus being spread, uh, but you know that uh, the mantra and tagline for the campaign for Black Male Achievement is love, learn, lead. Yes, sir. And uh, we, we, we got to choose what we're going to spread more of mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, during this season, right? And so, uh, uh, you know, thank you, man, for thank the platform. Thank you, man. Uh, you're manifesting one of our um, mission mantras of uh, we got to become masters of our own uh, media. Right. Yes, sir. So you're not waiting for people to invite you uh, uh, to their podcast. You created your own platform. Yeah. And I drug my feet with it. Took me four years longer than it should. <laughs> Everything in a uh, uh, due time. And once yes, you sir. did do it, it was like that bamboo plant. Yes, sir. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> four years underground. And then when that year it comes out, it, it shot it up. Shot so up, well. yeah. And, um, you know, how many books you got out now? Six. Six books, man. So you, you've been prolific. I'm trying, man. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> I um. So before we go, man, I wanted I, and for those of you all that are listening, I just want to kind of drop this on you. So the title of this podcast and the book that the title of this podcast actually came from was from Sean. Um, and so I don't know if I've ever told you this, but um, Sean made a point to say. Essentially, when I, I tell you what Between the Dream is, um, that is how I heard your original statement. And I know your original statement didn't go fully like mm -hmm. what I said, but that's how I heard it, right? The whole, the point between your present moment and your, your promise is your process. Um, and when you, when you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. Between the Dream is the process, right? So I got to take the time to thank you because 
when you were talking to me about present moment and promise, um, for whatever reason, between the dream was the word that I heard. <laughs> and it resonated. Like, I was like, that's what it is. And so none of this would even be possible just from the, the brand of the BTD if it wasn't for you saying what you said to me that day, because I think that that was divine. And then hearing that, being able to really just be open enough to have a greater understanding of it beyond what I could ever see at that point in time, which I want to say was 2013 when you said that to me. Um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking of our brother Jason Wilson right now because oh, yeah. uh, you know, you're trying to make me cry like a man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, get off of this podcast and, you know, Richard, you are... Uh, reminding me of and you've heard me say this but what you described is that it is so important to have people in our lives that um believe in us mm -hmm. before we believe in ourselves right and um you know Desiree used to you know she hasn't said it to me in a long while but she used to say to me when you're going to start believing in yourself mm. and the way others believe in you, right? Yeah. And our brother, Greg Corbin, uh, you know, love Greg, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, when we were celebrating our 10-year uh, anniversary for the Campaign for Black Male Achievement uh, in 2018, he was a, a speaker. I invited him to be a speaker at the, um, in the anniversary event to do mm -hmm. a poem. And I was like, just do your thing, right? He, Greg got all, you know, OCD. I don't yep. know what to say. One of the baddest poets on the planet, man. Right. Just do your thing. But uh, one day he called me, you know, he was asking me questions. And one day he called me, he was like, quick, tell me what's your secret power? And the first thing that came to mind was um, speaking life into dead things. Mm. And later, you know, I had a, you know, could have been a witty answer. Like, you know, I got so many, I don't know what to <laughs> choose. And I think that's why we are kindred uh, uh, spirits, right? And uh, we share uh, one of uh, that superpower. Absolutely. And we had to speak into um, not just young people, but sometimes even adults, right? Um, life and vision. Uh, possibilities and by you describing the translation of between the dream mm -hmm. uh, coming from that you know a, a, a comment that I said to you like you know between uh, 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 I don't even remember what it was between the present and the pro and, and your mm -hmm. promise you know uh, the process um, we don't know you know the power of our words right no, absolutely think about the between the dream so many people, Richard, that uh, are listening and uh, you built trust for them to follow you. Mm -hmm. uh, so many are living with one foot in the promised land and one foot in the wilderness. Yeah. You know, and uh, kind of standing in between the dream. Yes, sir. And, 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 and so your work and your, your calling, right, um, yeah, it's blessing you, but it's blessing others to lean in on that promised land side, right? And to, uh, you know, everybody's in between the dream at some point. 
and uh, you know you, you, you're getting us to uh, the other side, right? Love so it. I just want to thank you for that and tell thank you. Thank you, man. <clears throat> thank you, Sean. I appreciate you, man. I love you, brother. Um, definitely um, been blessed by you, man. So you you mentioned this manuscript, and, and it kind of leads me to this last small question I got for you. Um, what's next for you with the campaign of Black Male Achievement, um, with Dove Enterprises, Proud Papa? Like what what uh, it in spite of uh, everything that's going on with COVID-19, I know you, you're not allowing the legs to stop moving on anything. <laughs> so, yeah. so what's next for you guys, man? Well, the short answer is the, um, the tagline of uh, CBMA, uh, love, learn, learn lead. lead. That's next. Um, continued healing is next. Uh, myself, uh, and also in the Dove Nest. Yes, sir. That's, um, we're about uh, 90 to 100 days uh, with you having a copy of this book uh, in your hand. Um, and, uh, you know, I am, and I've been sharing that, you know, I feel like I'm in a season, uh, I am in a season of transition. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that I am in the intermission between my second uh act and my third act right uh this is a three-act play Love it. and uh, uh uh figuring out you know uh you know what's the plot what's the you know who are the characters in the in in in, in the scenery right there you go yes sir. Um, i will continue to be uh you're looking at evidence-based um proof of black male achievement right so mm -hmm. i'll continue to do that i'll continue to speak life uh um, uh, 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 into dead things. And I just believe that, um, and I may have shared this with you, um, this moment has accelerated, uh, you know, uh, it's time for a new thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I don't know what that is, right? I have some ideas. And so when you ask uh, what's next, uh, the guarantee that, you know, there's a new thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, excited some of the work that we do and you know dr. Pamela Jolly around the uh, black male equity Initi initiative mm -hmm. we published this uh, anthology uh, how do we uh, infuse um, a spirit and practice of ownership and legacy wealth into the black male achievement movement mm -hmm. uh, you know so we'll be telling stories and uh, I think at the end of the day creating platforms. What I would love to do is what you're doing right here is uh, creating spaces, safe spaces and platforms uh, for folks to share their stories. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 and that's what I've been doing for most of uh, my life in more one way or another. So uh, uh, continuing to uh, uh, do that. And I just have also just have this, uh, something's calling me back to poetry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a journaler, uh, but uh, I've been nudged to uh, return to poetry and start writing poetry again. Love it. That's awesome, man. I, um, I, I know you had mentioned your poetry to me when we had first met. So and it's funny because I know poetry is so huge on the East Coast in general. You know, so many of my friends that have been some of the most amazing poets come from Philly, from Jersey, from New York. 
So it's, it's such a special gift, man. Um, and I love it, Sean. I just want to say thank you again. I know that you are a very busy man. And so I am grateful that you have taken the time to take this uh, time to just help me close this out, you know, with the conversation of men, emotion, and mental health, but I think really just encapsulating the ideology of healing and what that will look like with this extra time. Like you said, we always have the time, but of course, you know, due to the circumstances, we've got even more now. <laughs> and so just, I just want to say thank you once again for being a part. And, and I, I would be remiss to uh, not say for your listeners, men, uh, women, uh, multiracial, that is what the community uh, of CBMA is made up of. Mm -hmm. um, and I would encourage folks to uh, visit our website, blackmelachievement.org. Yep. Uh, I would encourage folks to uh, uh, join um, the movement and you can go to uh, cbma.org slash join to uh, become a part of the, uh, uh, the network. And uh, what I will say is that um, CBMA, the ethos of CBMA is about um, love, learn, lead mm -hmm. and connected uh, in this, right? And I, and then I do have to close when I think of CBMA and I think of you, Richard, and uh, social media. I posted uh, a picture earlier uh, in the week, and I said I was flipping through my phone like while social distancing is uh, yeah. uh, is uh, being elevated and looking for times when uh, it wasn't a thing, and came across of a picture of us at Rumble, Young Man Rumble, yes, sir. Uh, in a circle of trust. Yeah. You and uh, uh, brother Sucraft, uh, yep, having a hugging moment, a healing moment, yeah. a, a, a forgiving uh, a, a moment, right? And uh, so sometimes uh, when we can't do that in the real, uh, in the present, right now, we got to look at those moments, and uh, uh, that's what CBMA is all about. Yes, sir, love it. Well, Sean, you actually beat me to the punch because I was about to ask you to let us know where we can find you and follow you. You gave us the website for CBMA. Um, did, did social media, uh, I know that you sure. are active on Twitter like crazy. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter, I'm at Dove Soars, and that's uh, S O A R S, mm -hmm. not like bed sores, uh, Dove Soars, <laughs> you know, flying, right? And on uh, Instagram, it's Sean, S-H-A-W-N, underscore, uh, 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 Dove. Uh, and yeah, yeah, so, so pump that up. Now, I'm trying to like, uh, uh, you know, get some, uh, uh, some numbers like you out there, brother. Ah, stop it, man. I'm, so I'm trying to figure it out myself. But we're going to share the love, though. That's for sure. Yeah. So keep, discovering, keep digging for your gold. Keep discovering your G-spot, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for this interview today, brother. I appreciate you, man. I love you. Thank Love you, you too. Absolutely. And for my listeners real quick, I uh, just want to say thank you all as well. I'm definitely praying for you guys as we go through this season with this time and everything that's going on. As always, you're not losing a life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream um, and your dream is waiting for you, is calling you, and it's time for you to step into it. Till next time, guys. Peace.